Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Under the Stained Glass, the podcast where we take a look at what we talked about in church last week and then approach it again from a family angle. I'm Pastor Chris here at Magnolia Park United Methodist Church in Burbank, and I'm here with Ms. Whitney, our Children and Families Director. Hi, everyone. And this past week in church, we were talking about actually the, the story of Cain Right. And Abel, in the beginning, we were just talking about how remarkable it is that Cain commits the first murder. Yeah. But even within that, as he begins to realize what he's done, mm-hmm. and he cries out to God that his punishment, he feels, is just going to be unbearable. To be separated from God will be unbearable. God has mercy on him. Yeah. And in that very early time in the book of Genesis, we begin to see the mercy of God and and even the mercy of Christ. Yeah, it's a really sad story and a really beautiful story all the same. We get to see God's true nature, that God that we say, you know, does not change from the Old Testament to the New. Mm -hmm. We get to see God's true nature as human nature is revealed in probably one of the more extreme instances. You know, murder's never a light thing. So, yeah, it's a really wonderful story to understand our relationship with God and how Scripture really can inform that, but also shows us who we really are as well. Yeah, and as you were saying last week, um, that that story in particular, as frightening as it can be for kids, when we really point out that little grace note that that moment of mercy that God has for Cain it's a really good lesson for our kids and of course it brings us to the whole idea that even before we deserved it Mm -hmm. God has mercy on us and even before we deserved it Christ died for us as Paul says in Romans God demonstrates his own love for us in this that while we were still sinners, while we were still like Cain, while we were Cain, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. And the reason that he died for us is so that we would recognize that grace of God and then respond by following him. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There was a purpose there for us, and, and God saw that purpose for us even when we had, you know, maybe forgotten that purpose and forgotten what we were meant to do on this earth. And God sees that fully and completely. So even while we sinned and walked away from God and walked away from our purpose, God says, no, wait, I still got something for you. Yeah. I still, I'm still going to pull you back and, and accept you back even in your worst days. Yeah. And I mean, even if you go back into the fall, uh-huh. In that very first, in the third chapter of, of Genesis. Right. And you see that the God's right there. The people abandon God. Yeah. But God, even then, even in turning them out of the garden, mm-hmm. stays with them. Right. And again, is, is like here with Cain to save him and show us how he wants to save us. Mm-hmm. So Jesus comes, you know, centuries later. Yeah. God comes to earth in the person of Jesus mm-hmm. and is still making that invitation is still out there asking people to follow him still offering sinners grace and Mm -hmm. uh, this week we were talking a little bit about peter and how remarkable he was because of the way that he 
responded with such vigor right. to that invitation, even yeah. in the very, in chapter four of Matthew, where Jesus is just walking by the lake and mm-hmm. Peter's fishing and he says, come follow me, I'll make you <laughs> fishers of men. And even though this is such a bizarre thing to say, right. Peter recognizes this invitation is is one to really take. And he says, yes, and he just goes, right? He has no problem understanding his mission to follow Jesus. Yeah, I I have always said I love Peter because though I see a lot of myself in him, I also see a lot of things I want to be in mm-hmm. him. And yeah, he was fully driven by that mission. He fully understands to the point of, you know, it could look like insanity. Uh, at that point. Probably did to you know? his friends. Right, right. right. But he he's fully committed here, even from the very beginning. And that's wonderful. And it's wonderful to see as believers ourselves, to see, you know, someone that can be so driven by that mission and so, you know, kind of tuned into that mission. But also, you know, it's for as we're teaching others and we're and we're growing ourselves and, and maybe having families and, and teaching our kids how they should go. It's a great example for us to start to follow is mm-hmm. how do we tune into that mission that God has given us? Yeah, and to help our kids understand that it's really okay to to put following Jesus first and make that really, well, we've talked about this before, help make that the way that that they begin to identify themselves Mm -hmm. as a follower of Jesus in the things that they do. I know you were saying that you love Matthew 14, where Peter is so committed that he walks right out of a boat, right? Right. I love that. I think <laughs> I wish I had this courage to walk out of a boat. I'm not sure I would, but I, I love it because, you know, there he is. He's everything else around him is mm-hmm. there's a storm on this water right. and they're in this boat and he just steps out knowing full well what's happening around him, but looking at Jesus and saying, yeah. no, but whether or not this ends well for me, Jesus is right there beside me. And and I love that because all these other disciples are in the boat. They don't do the same thing. They're doing what I would do. They're saying, oh, no, what is happening? But Peter, he steps out of that boat and he has that courage to set his sights on Jesus, regardless of what else is going on. Yeah, the wind and the waves. Yeah. And everything. It's like everything in his environment is screaming don't go. Right. And it can be like a, that's like growing up for a lot of kids. It's like living life for a lot of us. Everything in our culture says, go the other way, do the other thing. Right. But we're really asked to be disciples of Jesus and to, yeah, walk out of the boat into the storm. Right. You know, but this Sunday we were talking about how as even as dedicated as Peter is, and obviously he is, and there are right. so many examples of this throughout the Gospels. Sure. But still, he, like us, has moments where he oversteps. Mm-hmm. He falls away from or is victim to a kind of a mission creep. He begins right. to see his mission as something other than right. following Jesus. Right. And it really comes, I think, to a head where... He is with Jesus, and Jesus begins to let them know, his disciples and Peter, know what he needs to do to fulfill his mission, that he's actually going to suffer many things at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed. This is in Matthew 16. And 
Peter sort of moves out of his mission as disciple and decides that he's now Jesus' boss. And he says, no, this should never happen to you. And Jesus just puts him right back in his place, right? Yeah, he does. Peter finds himself in this sort of mission creep. He stops saying, okay, Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you go. I'll listen to you with whatever you say and says, wait a second. I think you've got this wrong here, Jesus. Yeah. Let me tell you what is real and what's the truth about this matter. But yeah, and that, that can so often be us. Mm-hmm. We can so often want our way or get distracted by things that are going on around us and things that we want and the desires of maybe not even us, but the world for yeah, us. For sure. And uh, we can get so lost in those things that we can start to tell Jesus, Jesus, I don't think that you're right in, in the way you want us to go. I don't think you're right in what you're saying. Um, I think there's something better for me or better for us. And we can turn into Peter in this moment and Jesus has to set us back on our feet. Yeah, and he does in this story. It's really cool. He says, get behind me. Right. Which is really interesting. He says, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. (laughs) Really strong. He says, get behind me. In other words, you know, I'm God. You're the disciple. Right. Get behind me. And we we have to remember that. And sometimes also demonstrate for our kids what that means. Right. What does it mean to not only be disciples ourselves, Mm -hmm. but then to help other people become disciples. And, you know, sometimes that can mean teaching Sunday school. Usually it doesn't, though. Right. It means other things. How else, you know, can we be a disciple ourselves and then also disciple others? Right. You know, I so often tell other people who I'm sort of mentoring or, or guiding through that, Some of the best times when we're showing our faith and we're actually guiding people to faith is not necessarily when we're teaching them a whole bunch of things with our words. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily when our mouth is open, but it's often when our actions are shown to them. And so, so often we think our, our ministry, our calling to bring others to Christ is so much of a pulpit sort of ministry, or we have to be in a certain role. Right, but really, right. it's like you said, it's not. So often it's just in how we treat other people when nobody's really looking, or when we think nobody's looking, mm-hmm. or in those stressful moments, do we step back and we're patient? with another or ourselves. All those things that really are the fruit of what God is doing in us. When we start to show those things, then we are really showing the evidence of God being real in our lives and helping others to come to Him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, being a disciple and discipling others, Mm -hmm. again, means to follow first. Right. You know, we may find ourselves in a position where we're leading a Bible study or something like that, or actually explaining the gospel to somebody. Right. That should happen. It should be a goal. It should be a prayer of ours to have that opportunity. But in the meantime, just to follow Jesus and be filled with his Holy Spirit. That's Mm -hmm. really what we're asked to do. Right. To have that desire to be led by God, you know. And um, I know in Galatians, in, in chapter 5, we're really given a list of what that looks like. If we really want to just get down to bare bones, right. what does it mean to be a disciple sure. and even uh, lead others to be, our children to right. be? We have a list of what they say uh, 
we should do. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, we do. And some of those things, you know, are just, they are, they're seemingly easy, but also practically hard. Mm-hmm. You know, love others, have joy, the evidence of joy right. in our lives, peace and oh, patience, man. which are so hard so often, kindness, especially when we don't want to be kind, something to remember always, and goodness and faithfulness and faithfulness to certainly God, but others when we are committed to them, gentleness, and even that self-control, even when we certainly are warranted to not have that self-control. When we do, that's an evidence of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Yeah, what a great thing, by the way, for us when we're raising kids to demonstrate, number one, to ask God to give us the grace to be able to demonstrate patience. Right. Kids will remember that when they grow up. Mm -hmm. That My dad, my mom, was always very patient with me. Self-control, that we don't fly off in anger mm-hmm. at our kids for right. what they do, that, we, that we're deliberate mm-hmm. in the way that we discipline and right. even in the way that we punish if we need to punish, but that we let those fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, that we really make those things the foundation of what it means for us to be a disciple, to be following right. in Jesus, right? Yeah, it is. That's the goal, right? These are always the fruit that God has told us the Holy Spirit will create in us and Mm -hmm. will manifest within us. And that's the goal. It's not going to always happen. We're not going to always be perfect disciples. Peter wasn't a perfect disciple by any margin. But when we're committed to that, when we can stay on that mission of being a disciple of Jesus and also creating disciples for Jesus. And it seems like something, yeah, okay, I can be kind and stuff. What does that mean to other people? They'll just think, you know, I'm pushover or whatever. Mm. No, but really, and what we want our kids to understand is that that is so important to God. That is more important to God than you saying, God, these people, I don't want them to think I'm a pushover. He, yeah. he thinks that's more important. And when we do that, that's just going to be so telling to the world of, are we looking at society, what society's thinking of us, or are we looking at what God's thinking of us? Yeah, again, that's like that storm, right? That's right. Just screaming, don't go. Don't go, yeah. <laughs> but that is the way sometimes we have to go as, yeah. as disciples. We have to go the opposite of what the world says. Right. And that's really following Jesus and not going off on, spinning off on some idea of what what we think our mission is, right. you know, to save the world in some other way. Maybe it partially is. I don't know. Right. But for sure, our mission is to let and pray for the grace of the Holy Spirit to create those fruits of the Spirit in us mm-hmm. so that people know us by our love, mm-hmm. peace, joy, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, right. self, all of those things. But also so our kids get an idea of how to be disciples themselves. And that's a list that kids can understand. Right. You know, it's easier to understand that than to say, be a disciple of Jesus, you right. know, uh, whatever that means. Right, you know. keep to that mission that God has set out for you. Well, okay, thanks, Mom and Dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what does that mean? Because so often, I mean, the world is confusing. The world is, is full of lots of choices. Right. And it can get confusing. Mm-hmm. But if we're focusing at least on those fruits of the Spirit, they're going to come into play in a lot of situations, of course. Right. We'll be headed in the right direction. Yeah. 
So the object of all of this, or the way to get to all this, is of course just to have faith. Right. To really believe that the Holy Spirit can do that in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for being with us today, and we'll see you again next week. Of course, if you're in Burbank, you're always welcome to come visit us here at 1030, and uh, you can always worship with us online by just following the instructions on the uh, description of this podcast. And yeah, we just hope that you have a blessed week and that you are able to be and even make disciples of Jesus. Yeah, amen. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.